Hello, welcome to the Let's Talk Sciences Declassified STEM Survival Guide podcast. My name is Audrey and I'm one of the site coordinators at Let's Talk Science, also known as LTS at the University of Manitoba. My name is Rumir and I'm, I'm uh, one of the assistant coordinators at LTS. So you are listening to our episode one called The Journey into Pharmacy School, the first episode of our first podcast series, The Farm Survival Guide. Just a disclaimer, the experiences of our guests today is not a reflection of all pharmacy students who get into pharmacy school. Everyone has different experiences and it does not mean that you have to follow the exact path our guests took to get into a pharmacy program. This episode is supposed to give you the experiences of specific students' journeys towards getting into pharmacy school. We're not speaking for all pharmacy schools. It can vary across the country and around the world. So if you are thinking about applying to the College of Pharmacy at the University of Manitoba, we did link the PharmD Program Admission Requirements Bulletin in the description of this episode for your reference for a more thorough explanation from the College of Pharmacy at the University of Manitoba. So our guests today include first-year pharmacy students from the College of Pharmacy at the Rady Faculty of Health Sciences at the U of M, Linnea Nelson and Simran Daliwal. Linnea completed two years in the Faculty of Science at the University of Manitoba and is actually one of our Let's Talk Science volunteers since September 2020. She's done a few virtual outreach activities during the fall semester, such as Bone Zone for Spooky Science since October and Let's Talk Plants for Can You Inspire. She also participated in our Storytime Week event in November 2020 and this past February. And Simran earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Biochemistry at the Faculty of Science at the U of M. Once he started his first year at the College of Pharmacy, he became a part of the Advocacy Committee for the Canadian Association of Pharmacy Students and Interns, also known as CAPSI. He's currently organizing outreach events for high school students to promote Pharmacy Appreciation Month, which is during the month of March. And finally, he also represents the College of Pharmacy for the Social Accountability Committee at the Rady Faculty of Health Sciences. All right. How are you, Linnea and Simran? Good, thanks. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Doing fine. Thank you so much for joining us today on our first episode. We're really excited to have you guys. Um, so our first question actually comes from a grade 10 student from Winnipeg. Uh, this student is wondering how and when did you know pharmacy was the right career choice for you? So for me, um, in grade 11, I started, like that's when pharmacy first became apparent to me as a possible career path. Um, I really enjoyed my biology and chemistry classes, and I knew I wanted to like uh, focus in that area of study um, in the future. And so I reached out to a bunch of pharmacists that I knew or had heard of, and just to learn a little bit more about the profession. And I was able to ask them questions and shadow a little bit to see what the profession looked like. And I think that really helped me a lot. Um, I knew that I wanted to be in healthcare, and I think that pharmacy provided um, the right mix of things I was looking for in regards of work environment, patient interaction, and like hands-on work. Um, so yeah, uh, one thing in particular that really excited me about the profession of pharmacy was the versatility of a pharmacy degree um, in the sense that there's many different things that you can do post-graduation. Um, a couple examples just being community, um, hospital, business, industry, research, any of those, and so much more. Um, so in this sense, it was kind of nice where I was choosing pharmacy, but also not closing too many doors as there's many different things you can still do with a pharmacy degree. Yeah. So How about you, yeah, for me, it was something similar, but um, I always wanted to go into healthcare, specifically in sciences. That's why I decided to do biochem. Um, biochem was something that I always wanted to do since like grade 10. And then I think in grade 12 or so, I I found that I want to do, you know, I want to do pharmacy. Um, I read a lot about it. I, you know, went to the website to find out the requirements. And it was something that, you know, stood out for me. And I, I decided to go for this profession. Um, I personally also wanted to do this because of my dad. Um, he, he has been dealing with a lot of, you know, different type of uh, situations regarding like healthcare and stuff. And 
one particular thing that always stood out to me is that I want to do something for immigrants. Um, when they come here, they're, they're not able to communicate well in English. And, you know, they find themselves hesitant to ask questions uh, to like pharmacists, doctors and things like that. I wanted to take part in this so I can, you know, give back to my community and, you know, have so so they can see a face similar to them and can communicate to me and, you know, find out the different things about the medication they're taking, why they're taking that medication and all of that. So that particular part uh, was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, I'm hoping that with this degree, I will be able to either work in community or hospital where I can, you know, uh, help out different uh, uh, patients with their with their concerns. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to these uh, four years of studying and, you know, learning more about the profession. Okay, awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, that's really great to hear your stories and inspired you. And I think um, with you sharing your experiences, I think it could also inspire high school students or any student in university who may want to go into pharmacy. Absolutely. I, I, um, I just want to say I actually like the fact yeah. that you're making it kind of like a bridge between uh, immigrants who are just newcomers here. And I think that's a really, I, I, I like that uh, thought about um, going into the profession. Um, so our second question actually has to do with uh, courses, so specifically high, high school courses. So since we got a question from uh, the grade 10, a grade 10 student from Winnipeg, Manitoba, um, and you know, you talked about how you kind of decided to go into the profession. And as you said, Simran, for example, you started realizing it in grade 12. Um, talk a little bit about the transition from high school into like college. Yeah, um, so with me particularly, um, I'm the second person in my whole family to go to a university or be part of a post-secondary education. Um, my sister, she goes to U of W and U of M was like far away from me and especially where I live. And I had nothing, I had no information about the university at all. You know, I have no connections at all to know anything about it. So going into it was very, you know, kind of nerve wracking and I was nervous. It's, it's a, like a, big campus with different buildings. I remember going on like the first day, the whole time I was worried that I'm gonna get, you know, I'm going to the south of the city. I don't know where, where exactly the bus is gonna take me there and all of that, you know? So it, it, it was a, a kind of like a tough decision, especially knowing the fact your uh, sibling is going to a different university and they, you know, they know enough about it. You could go there. But uh, I, I particularly chose to go there specifically for my sciences. I thought the science program at U of M uh, was very well. And I wanted to, you know, see uh, how, uh, what, uh, what happens with that and where it takes me. Um, and going into it, uh, first few days, I was a bit hesitant, uh, you know, didn't know anyone, but luckily found some friends from my high school who I, you know, hang out with. And then I also found Audrey there. Uh, <laughs> she was my, she was my lab partner for uh, 1310, one of the Camp courses. 1310. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Sometimes. I, I know one thing about myself is that I do like talking. So I do, I'm not one of those people that, you know, will just stand there and will not communicate with others. So I think that helped me a lot uh, to, you know, have a smooth transition from high school to university because you have to have ways to communicate and get help. I'm one of those people that do not hesitate to get help. Uh, and I think which is necessary in this case, when you're going to a different university, a huge campus, and you don't know anything about it, you have to have your questions prepared and asked. And people are nice. You will get few people that don't answer any questions. And I've had that on the first day, but you know, that tells you something that um, you need to be prepared as well. Looking up online, uh, exactly what courses you need to take, what you need to do, all of your research is, is important. And uh, especially now, uh, since it's like more, everything is virtual, uh, these days, it becomes more important that you know what you're getting into. So mm. that's something I did. 
What about you, Linnea? How was the transition for you from high yes. school to... So I would have to agree with a lot of things that Simran has already spoke upon. But yeah, mm -hmm. I can remember in grade 12, like I was asking this exact same question. So I feel like everybody does. It's normal. Um, and yeah, like, of course, the first few weeks, like you're going to be lost in the tunnels every every first year. is, But like, that's just a part of it. That's the experience. And, you know, like, you can't say you went to U of M without having that happen. Um and I think, like, the biggest thing for me, like, going to university, I was scared of, like, everybody saying, oh, like, it's so cutthroat, like, all the teach, all the mm -hmm. profs are, like, so rude and all these things. Like, I was just getting all this um, feedback from people. But, like, once you go, honestly, the profs aren't too bad. Like, they're there to help you if you need help. Like, it's not as cutthroat as, like, I think people often put it out to be. So that's one thing to know. And um, another thing that I found was, like, just reminding yourself that like everybody else who's there with you, they're all first years as well. You guys are all going through it kind of together. And um, like nobody's more like elite than other people there really. So um, yeah, and definitely on what Simran's saying is like, um, don't be afraid to like go meet people, join groups and like, I don't know, I joined like a co-ed soccer team. I found that super helpful in making friends. And I think, yeah, don't be afraid to like go to different groups and try things out and just talk with people. It'll definitely make the experience a lot more fun. Awesome. Those are good suggestions. Yeah, for sure. Joining clubs. Um, I joined Let's Talk Science like in my second year and I was able to meet new friends. So um, yeah, I can also relate to all your stories. I remember like going into like Statistics 1000 and there's like 200 people in one classroom. And I came from a high school with like 30 students. <laughs> so it was a big transition. Um, okay, so our next question actually comes from another grade 10 student, and the student is asking, can you claim AP credits from high school if you are studying to become a pharmacist? Yeah, so you can claim um, those courses. The only condition when I looked under their bulletin, and I think this was the same for the year that we applied, is that you can apply those courses, but you still need to complete um, 24 hours um, of like prerequisite courses before you apply. So yeah, those courses can count, but you still need to do those two years. You can't like take a bunch of courses in high school and only do one year of um, prereqs and then get in. That makes sense. Yeah, like if I talk about particular courses, I know that um, my school had calculus uh, that that students took in grade 12. That does count. It's just that you'd have to get get that transfer to the university and then, then they will assess your course and, you know, will accept it. But that's something that you would want to look up online and also maybe giving a call to the university to find out what courses are particularly accepted uh, because it's always, um, you know, I cannot give you a clear answer for this because it differs according to where you're coming from and where with school you took that course that all of that matters. So it's it's always a good idea to, you know, call the registrar's office to find out uh, if your courses will be transferred and will be accepted. Hopefully that answers your question. But if anything, uh, you know, there's a lot of resources out there and uh, you can always research as uh, Simran suggested earlier, do your research and you know, you, you're going to have to help yourself out too a little bit, right? So that being said, let's talk about a little bit of the program, of course, that you guys are in and the purpose of this podcast, since this is for a uh, pharmacy appreciation month. Um, over the past year or so, the pharmacy program at the uh, College of Pharmacy has changed. What was the application process like before these changes when you applied in 2017? Uh, you can go first for this one, Simran. Yeah, so I did apply in 2017. And at that time, the program was different. It was in PharmD at that, at that time. It was a BSc program in pharmacy. Uh, the requirements were different uh, at that time. You only had to do a year of uh, courses um, to, you know, apply for it. And uh, you had to write um, a problem-solving essay um, that, that they had at the, at the university. Um, so the courses themselves, um, 
you know, it was, I think it was more like a 30 credit hours. I, I can't be totally sure, but it was something like that. It was a year, uh, um, like a year of work courses that you had to take and then you had to apply. And those were the two requirements um, back then. So for you, Linnea, did you apply before the College of Pharmacy implemented the new PharmD program or did you just go PharmD program uh, application um, process? Yeah, so I just went straight into the PharmD um, program application. Um, the year that the way that the like years fell out, um, there was one year that they weren't taking applications, I think 2018. So um, yeah, I, I was too so, young to like apply. I hadn't completed enough courses yet. So Okay. So what was the application process like when you both applied for the PharmD program? I guess, was it last year or... Yeah. 2019, 2020, yeah. right? And I guess so, I can go first, or do you want to go first? <laughs> no, it's okay. You can go first, yeah. Linnea. Okay. Um, so the big thing about this program that they implanted um, for that first year was the PCAT. So that's like um, an entrance exam, pretty much similar to MCAT, but just for pharmacy. Um, so we all took that. It's about a four-hour long exam. Um, and it has five sections to it, which include writing, um, biology, chemistry, critical reading, and um, like a math section. Uh, so that cost is around like $250-ish and everybody just takes it. Um, I know that I and a bunch of my classmates used Kaplan um, prep books for that. So there's like a textbook that you can buy that's super common. And I think most people use that. Um, I would also recommend doing like um, practice exams. I feel like that really helps quite a bit. Um, there's lots online and you can purchase them for like really cheap as well. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think about what else could I say about the yeah. Um I would say like, don't let it scare you off or anything. It's not, I wouldn't say like, it's any more difficult than any undergrad courses. I would just say it's more of like, to summarize all of the undergraduate courses. So it's like, they're not asking any harder questions than um, you would see in your undergrad, but uh, it's just the fact that you are writing a four hour exam and need to have all that knowledge of all those classes at once. But otherwise they're just asking everything that you've learned from those prereq courses, which you're taking anyways. Um, and that being said, like one thing that I would recommend is probably waiting till you've taken some of the prereq courses before you take the PCAT, such as like, Biochem or OCHEM. I know some people tried to take the PCAT before they took some of those courses, like after first year, and a bunch of them were saying that they really wish that they waited until after they had taken those courses, just because some of those things like biochem and OCHEM are a lot easier to uh, learn like in a course rather than like self-teaching yourself. But um, I guess that's up to the person. So uh, yeah, that's about the PCAT. Um, we also had, we're supposed to write um, I've written essay, but due to COVID, um, for our year, that essay actually got canceled. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have any experience doing that, but uh, Simran might be able to talk more about that. Yeah, I do have experience writing that exam. Uh, but uh, before I talk about that, I just want to say that it's um, I always encourage students to look at the bulletin that is posted uh, on the website to find more information about what the requirements are, because uh, you would find that uh, since the program is changing a lot, uh, each year the requirements are changing too. I know this year they still are doing PCAT, uh, but you never uh, know that might change. I um, think this year it got canceled because oh, of, okay. um, yeah. So okay. I don't. I would say like best thing to do is um, keep the bulletin like that should be where you're looking, just because I know that the program's super new, so things are changing and there's still talk about changing things. So that's definitely the place to look. Sorry, you yeah. can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I've, uh, I, I am hearing a lot of things like that as well, that program is changing, the requirements are changing. So just keep an eye on the website. Um, talking about my experience for applying, like both times, um, the first time when I had applied, uh, the only reason I had not gone into the program was because I did not pass the essay, uh, so the problem-solving essay um, that you have to go, uh, that you have to write at the Apotex building. Um, this year was canceled. Um, it, the, the the essay itself was more about 
you know, your critical thinking skills and how you can uh, assess a problem and give a solution um, in within an hour. Um, so that that was what it was. And then, but it was similar um, it, essay is what you're writing at the PCAT as well. Like you are given uh, a prompt and you know, you're writing an, um, like a formal essay on that. With the PCAT, how I prepared for it, as Linnea said, I also purchased the Kaplan book. Um, Kaplan just has like, um, it's, it's like um, they only have specific topics. Like it includes all the five topics that are covered on PCAT, but it, it, it it's not, they're not going into each and every detail that you will learn in your classes. Um, so it is always recommended. And, and obviously you have to uh, get those requirements done as well um, before you apply to do the courses. And uh, the application process when you're like applying for it, um, as you apply for to get into, you know, the university, it's a similar application. It's just that you're giving more information about what you did and like the PCAT scores and all of that within that application. Um, the courses and the GPA does matter. So you do want to, you know, do well in your uh, two years of uh, prerequisites um, because it, it 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 does come to a competition at the end because they 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 only get a certain amount of applications, and uh, and then and then like there's a there's always a criteria to what they pick as like a percentage value of each like GPA, PCAT, and the essay. Um, so I'm not going to talk in detail about that because it's changing every year and um, those rules are obviously will be stated on the website more. Um, but the whole process, I would say to start early than late. So when I did mine was I started writing my application in November uh, because I find that um, at that time you should know exactly what you want to do and you know you should have all the documents ready um i did my PCAT twice um so the first time i when i did it i you know i wanted to get to know the how the PCAT was and i had never written a standardized test before so i did it twice and the second time i think i did a lot better um and so you, you it is up to you you can get full, you know, you can be fully prepared and do the test, or you can just whenever you think you're ready to write the test and repeat it as well. But you do need to know that if if the, the they are running the PCAT, there are certain dates that you have to do it in because it doesn't happen throughout the whole year. You know, you can do it whenever. It's not like that. There are certain uh, weeks or certain days that the PCAT that that you can write the PCAT. Uh, but uh, I, I don't want to give specific uh, details on it because obviously the application's changing and I do not want to give any misinformation. So please, please, please do look at the website if you are interested in applying and just so that you have the clear understanding of what the application process is like and what you need to do. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your responses. Um, and. You were talking about obviously studying, um, especially for the PCAT, something that is very, what I would assume is really intense, like you're studying really intensely, right? Because you want to really do well on this. It's, it's in this entrance exam, right? Into the program. And you took that before the pandemic, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right, you did. Yeah. So um, I, I was just thinking, I would assume that that is, that's a really, you know, you, you'd have to really put. Uh, your time and effort into studying for that. And I'm just wondering, as you can tell, of course, we're in the middle of the, uh, the pandemic now, and that's why we are on a Zoom call. And I'm just wondering, how does, how has the pandemic affected your life at all, especially in academics and, um, you know, in, in terms of studying for courses and all that? Um, it's stressful. I'm not going to lie. Um, my... It was my last year, uh, you know, for my undergrad degree as well, like for my biochem degree last semester. And, uh, you know, then until I think for February or the middle of March, we were still going to school. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, we're told that we have to stay at home and all, all of our final exams will be online. Finals exam, final exams being online was also a bit, you know, difficult um, because uh, um, I was taking some fourth year courses, uh, some second year courses. My courses were always all over the place when it comes to what year those courses belong to. So some of them, like, I think three of them were, had math involved. So, you know, you had to print the exams, write them, and then scan them and put them back, all of that stuff. At the same time, I was kind of worried about, you know, the admissions as well and how the process was going to go. I'm going to say it was fortunate that we didn't have to write that essay because, you know, I had bad... Serious sales of writing that essay. So I was glad that was uh, not part of it. Uh, that was maybe the one of the good things that uh, Pentamic did that to me. And then on top of that, me, I like obviously getting into the program was, was a big thing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I did know that if, if it's happening in Pentamic, if, you know, I'm, I got into the program during Pentamic, we're not going to have a majority of the classes in person and you and i don't think anyone wants that in their first year to you know ha not have the campus experience and not be able to you know attend all the classes in person i i'm glad that the um the college it's uh decided that that there will be few classes that will be in person such as labs i remember like i really enjoyed uh the compounding lab that we had last semester um, which was like in person and a uh, uh, few of the other classes as well. Um, so it gave some chances for, you know, students to uh, get to know each other a bit more too. And on top of the faculty and like the, the college itself as well and the new campus, since majority of us from, are from the Fort Garry campus and have not seen much in the, uh, you know, the Bannatyne campus. It gets uh, very, you know, unorganized and structured when, when, uh, when you're at home. And there's so many uh, distractions and and, uh, you know, things that happen at home that you would not do when you're at the campus because you're, you know, you're attending class. And on top of that, I found myself, uh, there, there are times when I, I find myself very overwhelmed and, uh, you know, don't know if, if I don't know, I, I don't know personally how the others feel, but there are times when there's so much going on in, in the same week. And I always start wondering if it would be the same if it was in person, because, you know, I've had that before. I've had uh, in my last in my last year of the degree for biochem, there was one semester when I took six courses. I found myself, uh, you know, at that time, I was like the whole time I would be like, did I miss anything? There's just so many assignments. There's so many things going on. I had six exams, you know, all of that stress uh, was there. But I was able to handle it then, maybe because, you know, I there were times when I gave a break to myself, you know, just going to the campus, which takes about 45 minutes, taking the bus here and there, you know, you find time here when you're doing everything online, everything gets mixed up. You don't really have your personal life that's out of the window. Everything is just, you know, you're trying your best to get the stuff done and Especially when you're in a professional program, there um, it's it's very demanding, and you know you have to be on the top of the game. And you have to get everything done on time, and at the same time, you have to understand everything because we're not just doing this for ourselves or to pass the grade for grades. It's more of learning. It's all of about learning and how we will apply that knowledge when we're you know helping our patients. And uh, obviously, next year we're gonna have rotations. You know, so you wanna learn your best in your clinical courses or courses where you you know where you learn to interact and counsel patients a lot of things happened but i feel like last semester was good for me and this semester is going good so far and hoping that it goes that way and soon 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 we're able to you know have all everything in person and have similar experiences as other pharmacy students have had in the past yeah, so I agree with a lot of that. Um, online school has definitely been a change. Um, yeah, last last year when it first like started, it was definitely like a kind of a shock for everybody. I think and stressful, and it's hard to stay motivated when you're at home, especially. Um, 
especially when every day kind of looks the same as like every other day. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sometimes hard to stay motivated in that sense. And um, you have time, but you don't have time in some way that's possible. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, there definitely have been a little bit of perks um, to online school. So uh, I'm definitely happy that the essay was canceled. That's one part that I was pretty concerned about. <laughs> um, another thing that I've really enjoyed is not having to bus to school every single day which has been pretty nice but yeah like there's been a couple things that we've missed out on is like social aspect of going to class and like hands-on like learning but um I guess that's how it goes <laughs> I think the program's been good so far and I the college has put a lot of like um work into trying to get us there as much as possible like for compounding labs and things like that so um I've really appreciated that and yeah I feel like as for like courses go um comparing undergrad to uh, pharmacy, like Simran was saying, um, it's very different in the sense that undergrad, you're kind of just learning to get those marks, to get all the marks in to get into a graduate program. But now it really matters that you are learning the material because you're going to be applying this for the rest of your life. So that's like the biggest difference I find, but it's such a rewarding difference, honestly. Like it makes learning so much more fun and you're not so stressed about the marks. You're more like enjoying your learning because you're trying to learn it and once it makes sense, you can apply it to like real life situations. And it's, yeah, it's just a super rewarding experience. So Awesome. So during your journey, getting into pharmacy school, um, I think we all have felt a time in your life where you felt like you want to give up your dream since it might be too much work. Um, it's very stressful, but obviously you both didn't quit um, your dream to become a pharmacist. During your time in applying uh, to pharmacy school, what kept you both motivated? Um, so for me personally, I I like to look at the big picture when I when I get stressed or feel like giving up. I think that's that's a really important thing to do is looking at the big picture and like thinking, yeah, like one bad grade at the moment, it feels like the worst thing ever. Like you just, you don't know what to do. You feel trapped and it just, it's not a great feeling and you feel like there's nowhere to go. But honestly, like looking at the big picture in five years from now, that mark is not going to matter whatsoever. Um, you're going to be somewhere else at that time. And I think that's um, one thing that's really helped me out. Um, another thing I had kind of mentioned this before, but just like understanding that there's other people going through this with you. So like in pharmacy, it's a really intense program where you're taking a whole bunch of classes, like six or seven classes per semester. And like, you feel super overwhelmed sometimes, but it is a little bit comforting to know that there are other people doing the same thing. So they're feeling the same way as you. Um, definitely like talking with them will help. And like, um, yeah, just like sharing your feelings with them and kind of working through it together, knowing that you will get through it. Yeah, I agree with the whatever Linnea said. Um, you know, I've had I've had that like especially when I uh, I've told you guys how I've applied it before, applied for it before, and then in that year I didn't get in. And you know, you have that feeling at that time. Uh, do you know, like, am I worth for this? Or you know, would I ever be able to get into the program? Or you know, you have those feelings, and you know, you feel disappointed. And, but then at that time, you need to tell yourself, you know, uh, you need to keep your doors open. You know, there, if this is not for you, then there's other things that are for you. If you're very, very passionate, you will get there. And that's what has kept me going and, you know, motivated me to keep going with this. And the program itself, you know, it's very rewarding. You know that the purpose of all of this is to, you know, help your patients and clients in the future. Uh, you know, the pharmacists themselves are very accessible, like one of the most accessible uh, healthcare providers. You know, you go to a, uh, a retail store and you see a pharmacist and you, you know, go, you can go talk to them. It's not like you have to book an appointment to see your doctor or, and you know, other healthcare provider. So, Things like those uh, or knowing what you're going to get after your years of studying is, you know, keeps you going. And um, as Linnea said, marks aren't the main point here. It's more about what you learn and how you apply that knowledge. And and we're, we're always going to be uh, learners and, you know, learning never ends. And if it does, that means... Um, you know, you have you put yourself in a box that you can't get out. So, you know, you have to 
uh, find ways to have goals in life and motivate yourself. And, you know, at times when you're um, not, you know, you're feeling low, you need to, you know, do stuff that makes you feel good and uh, maybe leave the, the the thoughts behind and move on to something else and and then maybe get back to it and may, that will help you a lot and especially during the pandemic i feel like there are always times in people's mind when they're always like oh when is this gonna end this is so demotivating you know i can't do anything i can't get out um that's when you find your passion. That's when you find things that you actually like and you start focusing on that. And, you know, you know, talking to your loved ones, the ones that care for you and, you know, communicating to them and, you know, freeing all of your um, thoughts and the negativity and all of that is, is, is what's going to help you with all of this. Okay, that's uh, really, yeah. really good to hear, especially, I mean, I'm, I know I can say I'm going through it. I too, totally agree. So. Thank yeah. you personally, yeah, from me yeah. to you. <laughs> and so now that you've gone through the struggle, and obviously I'd assume that you, there's still some tr struggles um, going on right now in the present, right? But going back to the time when you had, when you accepted, when you received the uh, acceptance letter that you've been accepted into the program, how did that feel? Any of you guys can feel free so, to um, jump in. I guess I found out in the summer, um, I was like actually working at the time. I like, I got an email during one of my breaks and I was like, oh, do I open this? Do I not? Like this could need to be like really great day or really bad day. I didn't know what to do, but like I had to open it. Like I couldn't just leave it sitting there. So I opened it and I got in, which I was super excited. I was like, I had to read it a couple of times. Cause I was like, Hey, I don't want to like mistake myself here. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was like super excited. It kind of felt like um, a weight was lifted off a little bit. Like you got in now you're kind of have your path set out a little bit more. Um, of course it's going to be hard work from there but it was kind of nice knowing that your hard work in, in undergrad really did pay off and that um yeah all like late night studies and stuff like up until that point have really paid off yeah so I just kind of celebrated with my family it was kind of still COVID still going on at that time so we just had a nice dinner to celebrate and yeah we had a dinner so. how did you celebrate oh yeah. <laughs> I I remember like I because I had applied uh previously I had an idea when they usually when the results usually come out and you know it's it's always in the kind of like in the middle of June they tell you um and I remember uh, I was taking the summer course First of all, I wasn't sure if I was going to get in or not. So I was still taking a summer course and, you know, finishing up my degree and stuff. And I was working for that course. And then all of a sudden I get an email and I open the email. And since I've had an experience before where, you know, at that time, actually in 2017, when I didn't get accepted at that time, I was in the bus when I got the email going from the universities and at that time I was also taking a summer course so you know I was very nervous worried uh I kind of didn't want to open it I didn't want my feelings to be in the same way the way I had before you know you 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 have those memories and you don't want them to repeat but then I you know I helped myself and I was like okay I'm gonna see it I'm gonna look at it and you know as Linnea said I read it three times I think to just, you know, have it sink it in and like see that I got in. And I remember, you know, running to my sister. She was at home and uh, I gave her like a tight hug and I told her, I'm like, I got in. And she knew what I was talking about. And it's like from there, I was like super duper happy. I'm like, OK, I need to know exactly what I need to do next. I need to accept it first. I need to, you know, start on the applications. There's so much going on after the, uh, after you accept the the um, acceptance letter. Uh, there's like lots of papers, lots of things, and I was like, okay, I need to print everything out. I need to print, you know. I started printing, and then I, you know, I gave my mom. My mom was at uh, work, and I gave her like a call, and I was like. I got in this year and she was super duper happy. And like, you know, we celebrated after, and I remember having like samosas and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so oh, I was super <laughs> duper happy. Um, 
yeah can't really define it in words yeah, <laughs> yeah i agree I'd, I'd imagine yeah i thought when you said you ran that's a very inspirational stories i've got to ask that question mm -hmm. So with all that you've been through, and there's probably some influential people that sort of helped you go through your hardships, um, go through your journey, who are three people that have been the most influential in your life? If not three, like one or two, doesn't have to be three, but can you think of anyone who made a huge impact in your life? I think I would have to say it's my mom and my sister, my family overall, and you know, they, they've had their struggles. Um, you know, I talked about, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm myself, uh, I'm, I'm like an immigrant. I, uh, when I came here, I didn't know English at all, didn't know how to communicate well, you know, and all these struggles and hardship, um, when it pays off and you, you know, you find yourself very proud and you've done something for your family and, and they're always there for you, you know, Whatever happens, I remember in 2017 when I didn't get in, my mom was like, you know, this is not the end. Um, you're going to keep going. Um, uh, and she always, you know, she's always seen the talent in me and she's always had the trust. And my sister was always, always, always there to guide me, you know, with all of this. So I can't thank them enough. Uh, and, and, and my friends as well. I find that Audrey is one of them. And... Uh, I've had, Aww. you know, I've That's had right. really, really nice friends, Nixie as well. And uh, they've mm -hmm. been always been very supportive and, uh, you know, with whatever I do. And so, you know, it's like it's it's those people that make you happy and they they have trust in you. And, you know, they they're they they're, they're always with you. Um, it doesn't matter if it's you're going you have a, you're having a bad day or a really good day. Um, and, and, um, that's exact, uh, those are the people that influence me and, you know, they, they, and, I, and, and seeing the hardship and the, the, the amount of work my parents have put in, um, you know, I, that's exactly like, that's, that's what motivates me, you know, motivates me to keep going and, um, work as hard as they have done. And even more than that to, to, you know, um, succeed in life. And um, I, I really, really do want to thank them through this platform. And I, 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 I've always told them that if, if, if they weren't there, I would not have gone into the program or would not have got where I am right now. Wow. Yeah, I would have to agree. Mm -hmm. um, similar to Simran is that um, definitely the most supportive and influential people would be my parents. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that I was lucky that they... Um, have had they both had the experience to like be in a professional pro program before in university so they do understand like kind of what you're going through so I feel like they can kind of like understand the struggle there which I feel like has helped quite a bit um just some like understanding like why I'm freaking out on like stupid course mark or something like that like it's been really nice in that aspect and like through any like the breakdowns and stuff they've been always there um and encouraging and like they just want the best for me and to be happy um yeah, and again, like, I feel like their hard work and motivation is really something that, like, drives me, and it's something that, um, yeah, like, gives me something to strive for, like, seeing what they've accomplished in their life, and I don't know. I think that, yeah, they're my biggest fans, so I'm very appreciative for them. can relate to both of your, your answers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, i just like to add that um, something that inspires me is um, professors as well. I just wanted to make a shout-out, because I just hear a lot of people, like, <laughs> complain about professors a lot and then i guess it's like me ranting but professors you know they're they're pretty good and you like without them you know mm -hmm. you wouldn't even ask anything about the course at all so mm -hmm. but we are now about at the conclusion of our interview so one last question for the both of you what advice can you give to students who didn't get into the farm d program for the first time second time whenever how many times they've tried and to add to that to high school students or anyone younger who's mm -hmm. maybe not sure where they want to be in or they're sure that they want to be in pharmacy school any uh, advice for so them? for people this is what i got told when i was worried about not getting in um this is some advice that i got told was 
um, again, big picture, like think 15 down, 15 years down the line, if you get in first time, second time, third time trying, everybody's going to be at the same place. We're all like, you're going to be graduated. Everybody, like, no matter if you get in your first try or second try in 10 years from now, you all will be practicing pharmacy. You'll be at the same place. Um, so in that aspect, a couple of years won't make a huge difference. Um, and if it is your passion and if it's your goal, it's totally like worth trying again of course like you got to keep trying if that's your goal and it's definitely worth it in the end like the reward um yeah will definitely be worth it um and as for like high school students not knowing what to do um I would say definitely like shadow shadow pharmacists talk to people like and definitely like ask questions like that's the biggest thing like no question is stupid to ask like might as well ask it and know um yeah like better to ask more questions than not um and yeah, definitely like reach out to your pharmacist or like any pharmacist nearby you. Like I haven't talked and I haven't talked to um, any pharmacist that has not been like open to answering questions or even like most of them would let you even shadow. So they're all they're all very friendly. So yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask questions. Yeah, um, I would say similar to that. And uh, you know, I've had that experience of not getting in the first time, and it's um, it's not the end of the world. So keep trying again. Um, you know, do your best, uh, study hard, uh, get those grades and, you know, fill, fulfill the requirements. And I'm pretty sure if you do your, give your best and do your best, um, you will get in. And for the high school students that are not sure what to do, I will tell the, uh, I will tell them that, um, find your passion, you know, find what you like. Um, it doesn't have to be pharmacy, but whatever, you know, um, makes you happy, whatever you think you're very passionate about, and you can give your 100% to it, try that, you know. Um, it, if you are thinking of pharmacy or or going into sciences, um, find out more about the program, you know, go to the website, know uh, the experiences of students, listen to this podcast, you know, reach out to professors, reach out to advisors. I remember... Um, I went to go see um, my advisors at uh, university the day after I graduated from high school. You know, I wanted to know more about the program. I wanted to know what co what courses I should take. And and one really good thing about UVM is that they do U1. You know, they give you a chance to try different courses and uh, from different faculties to so you can get to know more about what you want to do. So. Even if even in grade twelve, if you're not sure about what, what you want to get into, get in, uh, get into the university because you know that you want to do post secondary and try different courses and see what you like the most. And if and some of the courses might be actually you can use those in your degree. So um, so you have to go from there because you know like I personally did not have any, you know, anyone to look up to or when it comes, when it came to academics or, you know, ask about the university and things like that. But I had to do my research. I had to make sure that, you know, I plan accordingly and, you know, talk to the people such as advisors, the registrar's office and things like that to find out more about what I need to do. So ask questions, get help. Um, the services that the university has is for you uh, and they are looking for students and they're always looking for students. So why not to do your, you know, do your part so they can do their part to help you succeed and, you know, get into the program. That's good. Great advice. Great advice. So I'm so sorry to say that we've come to the end of this episode, um, but I just wanted to thank both of you, Linnea and uh, Simran, for joining our first episode of the Farm Survival Guide series. Um, we're honored to have you both uh, on this episode. So thank you so much. Um, you've been very inspiring and uh, we're grateful to have you guys share your thank stories you for with us. Me. Yes, thank you. Um, first of all, yeah, I just like to <laughs> say thank you also. And you inspired me too, even. So, <laughs> but anyways, as uh, we have mentioned, that is that concludes our interview. Um, and it's, I just like to say to the viewers, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to follow us at LTS underscore U of M on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to be updated on mm -hmm. our uh, upcoming events. 
And also feel free to follow and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Everywhere. I mean, Spotify, you know, Apple yeah, Podcast. Spotify, Apple, yeah, <laughs> Anchor. But we will um, be mainly using Spotify and Anchor. But if you have all those other mm-hmm. uh, platforms where they're also. Stay tuned for our next episode. You want to hit that punchline? Together, let's declassify the classified. Let's declassify the classified. On the next next episode. episode. So, uh, like, in high school, like, yeah, you can juggle, like, millions of sports or different, like, activities that you're doing. You can still do those in university, but um, balance is definitely key. And I think focusing on school is also important to be doing. Also with like labs, as Linnea mentioned, um, it was in grade 12, you don't really get to experience um, doing labs in the field you want to pursue. So as you go into university, it's really nice to get a hands-on experience and let's do pharmacy related work that you can actually apply in the future. How did you uh, feel when first time walking into the labs and knowing that, oh, I've never had this before, um, this is new to me? How, how did that feel for you and how did the first lab ever go in university? Um, personally, I was honestly like terrified. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like I didn't really know what to expect because yeah, it kind of like to me, I guess I worked it up a lot in my head as in like, this is like the end all be all. Like if I don't do well in this first lab, like I'm going to fail university, which is like really not the case looking back on it. I just like to get back to um the do a little bit every day. I think I read from somewhere that um if you improve by 1% every day, and think about that 365 days by the end of the year, and you would be 365% better than you were in the <laughs> beginning of the year. I don't think that was the quote from the book, but it was something along those lines. But <laughs> the best advice you can give ever of all time, I'm talking the Michael Jordan of, of advice. What advice can you give students in high school or junior high who are interested into going into pharmacy? Or it doesn't have to be pharmacy, anything that they want to pursue maybe in STEM or in any other field, what is the best, absolute best advice you can give them? Together, Together, let's let's declassify declassify the classified. classified.